0: Instant Reaction Podcast. HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on, I guess, an emotional Monday night here in the state of Iowa. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes win against Northwestern 82-61 to on senior night. The final game inside Carver Hawkeye Arena this season. Uh, the final game inside that building for Jordan Bohannon, uh, possibly for Connor McCaffrey, definitely for Austin Ash, And almost certainly for Keegan Murray, uh, not a whole lot of analysis from this game. I mean, Northwestern is bad. That is a bad basketball team They without uh, one of their top scorers for much of the night. But holy cow, 17 points in the first half uh, is as few as Iowa has or as an opponent has scored in, in a long time. And that's just a bad team. There's not a whole lot to take away from from beating a team like that. I put this on Twitter, but the fact that Nebraska lost to that Northwestern team by 24 points should have been the end of the Hoiberg era immediately. Uh, That's not the case, and uh, we can talk about that another time. But uh, a a good game for the Hawkeyes. You know, not great, sloppy at times, um, but again, it didn't have to be great. Like, at no point was Iowa ever in in danger of losing this game or even really falling to, like, a 10-point uh the margin of victory uh they won by 21 and that's about as close as northwestern was for most of the game uh, certainly most of the second half um just that's that's not a good team northwestern isn't so i'm gonna go through the stats here fairly quickly there's again there's not a whole lot to talk about about this game uh, but there's a lot to talk about surrounding this game and i do want to talk about kind of the look ahead Iowa's final two regular season games, uh, what they mean, where Iowa could get, uh, and then you know obviously put a little uh, put a little tape down on Jordan Bohannon and Connor McCaffrey and uh, especially those two and especially Jabo, who's my favorite Hawkeye of all time, uh, playing his final game inside Carver Hawkeye Arena and doing it well, doing it nice. Uh, four three pointers made tonight, four of eleven, but four three pointers made, eighteen points for Jabo, four assists, a steal. Uh, Keegan Murray led the way with 26 points, as he almost always does. Uh, 9 of 16 shooting. He had 18 rebounds. He had a double-double in the first I don't know, 16 minutes of the game. Uh, it was it was pretty incredible. But 26 and 18 had Keegan Murray. Three assists, two steals, two blocks. An all-around great night for him. 17 points for Connor McCaffrey, who hit five threes. He didn't miss a three not just one he missed four uh, that was his first miss in a few games but five of nine you'll take that every night four rebounds a couple of assists and a steal for connor tony perkins had six points um three of seven shooting four rebounds uh five steals for tony per- five steals wow uh that's incredible and one almost awesome windmill dunk and uh philip had just one point four rebounds uh 4 shooting the bench didn't score a whole lot again the bench didn't need to score a whole lot I mean you think 26 17 and 18 from uh, the three guys I just talked about Keegan Connor and Jordan I mean that that's enough to uh to beat Northwestern right there. Three points had Chris Murray, uh, who didn't play a whole lot, had a couple of uh, rebounds. Four points for Peyton Sanford, four for Joe Toussaint, three for Austin Ash, a logo three for Austin Ash. And that was a cool moment. That was fun to see. Good for him uh, to have that moment on senior night. Uh, Again, quickly, we'll go through the team stats just because I I always like to do that. I didn't shoot great tonight, 27-69, just 40%, just under 40% rather for for the game where the Hawkeyes, 37% from three. Uh fifteen to twenty-one from the free throw line, so not great there. Fifty rebounds, that's fantastic. Nineteen offensive rebounds uh to just thirty-five total rebounds and just seven offensive for Northwestern. So uh, another game where i opponent and I think I was undefeated in games where that is the case. Sixteen assists on twenty-seven made baskets, eleven turnovers for the Hawkeyes, a little high, but again, you don't there's not a whole lot to take away against a game like that where you win that decisively against a team that bad. so we look ahead two games left on the regular season schedule they're the two that um a lot of us have had circled for a while and they are the two uh that many of us have had chalked up as losses for a while I don't think you can do that anymore at least not confidently I was on a four game win streak has won seven of their last eight since that double overtime loss at Penn State and speaking of that man you you wonder (laughs) this is this just kills you to do but if they call that travel on that three at the end of overtime, Iowa wins that game. If they don't call that foul against Rutgers on Keegan Murray late in that game, I guess I you know it's hard to chalk that one up as a as a win uh, because it was tied at the time. But man, two more wins and you're in a much better position. One more win and you feel a heck of a lot better about where you are heading into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, but. Beggars can't be choosers. It's okay. Four in a row. Seven out of eight. Uh, it's not not too bad of a place to be. So the two games left. You're at Michigan Thursday night. It's an eight o'clock tip on Fox Sports One, and that's a team that won in Iowa City by five just two weeks ago. Uh, that was really like more like a three point game. Um, they hit a couple of free throws late, and and you know Keegan Murray had an open shot late to tie that game up. And just just didn't hit it Iowa did not play well In the second half uh, You know That's the infamous um, AD was super depressed After that loss uh, Post post game podcast uh, But it's been great Ever since then But I think you feel Pretty good about going To Michigan uh, Thursday night Maybe you don't feel Super confident That you're going to Come out there with a win But you definitely feel Like it's a winnable game And you know A Michigan team Without Jawan Howard I, I don't know how that Will affect Or, or has affected them To be honest uh, But you know, not having your head coach is you know not ideal, I would say. Um, but this this is a game that Iowa certainly can go in and win and, and play in as well as they have. Um, again, I, I think saying you expect them to win on the road at Michigan, a good Michigan team, a really good program, uh, maybe a tick too much. But I do feel like I do expect Iowa to go in there and give them a game. And I would not be surprised if Iowa comes out of that with a win. And then you go to Illinois Sunday. It's senior night for Illinois. Uh, you know they've they've been a little up and down lately, and you just never know. I don't talk that game up as an automatic loss like I did a couple of weeks ago, like I have for most of this season. I think uh, it could continue to spark that rivalry between Iowa Illinois that that has come about the last couple of seasons. Um, and a game like that could be, you know, just another chapter in, in a really fun rivalry. And there's going to be a lot of on the line for the Hawks. Uh, while I still think the double bye is a bit out of reach, it's not crazy to start thinking about that now. Again, I wouldn't expect it, uh, but you look at the Big Ten standings, and I was now in fifth place, and you know, pretty securely in fifth place because you have Michigan State right behind you at ten and seven. Iowa now eleven and seven. In Big Ten play, and uh, and just a half game back of Ohio State at eleven and six, and obviously you have that head to head tiebreaker with now the two teams on either side of you, Ohio State and Michigan State. Of course, Rutgers a game back from Iowa uh, has kind of come back to earth a little bit, and Michigan a couple of games back there as well so you start looking ahead of Iowa in the standings Wisconsin at 14 and 4 is probably I mean definitely uncatchable for Iowa right they already have more wins than Iowa can get in the Big Ten regular season I'd say Purdue and Illinois are probably out of reach as well you're probably not getting to third place in the conference this year but can you get to number 4 can you get to Ohio State I think you can now Ohio State does not have the most difficult schedule Ohio State hosts Nebraska tomorrow if you give Ohio State that win that puts them at 12 and 6 then Ohio State is uh, home against Michigan State and home against Michigan. Man, they get three home games to end of the year. I think at least one of these, if not multiple of these, I'm cer- certain this Nebraska game is a makeup from a COVID pause. Um, but, you know, I mean, that being said, though, it is three games in, in a handful of days and is it impossible for Ohio State to lose to both Michigan and Michigan State? No, is it asking a lot? It certainly is. So let's say they don't. Let's say they go two and one in these final couple of games. That puts Ohio State at 13 and 7. That means Iowa has to win out. If Iowa wins out, they're the two, they're the four seed. They get the double bye in the Big 10 tournament for the second year in a row. I mean, the fact that that's even in play as we turn the calendar to March is remarkable. It's worthy of Big Ten Coach of the Year honors for Fran McCaffrey, When you, especially in context when you consider what this team lost, what wasn't coming back, the development of Keegan Murray, the development of Chris Murray and Tony Perkins, the midseason lineup change, what it's done for this team, how that sparked this team to seven of the last eight wins, uh, how it's changed this team offensively, and how it's changed this team defensively, how it's given Jordan Bohannon, a second life in his third senior season. Um, you know Greg Gard will probably win this because I think Wisconsin was picked to finish tenth and they're going to win the league. That's that's fine, whatever. Um, Fran McCaffrey should be number two, if not number one. He should get some votes, and I think he'll get some consideration. Chad Lysico has done a really good job of kind of laying out the uh, the argument for Fran McCaffrey on Hawk Central. Check that out. Uh, subscribe to that. Uh, I I get a lot of good stuff uh, from Chad and from Hawk Central. Um, so it's not impossible to think that Iowa can get there, and it's I think now you got to expect Iowa to be the five seed, and that's that's really really good, guys. That it is historically that's a great season for Iowa, and to do it again in a year where you lost Luka Garza, you lost Joe Wieskamp, both to the NBA. You lost Jack Nunge, you lost CJ Frederick to the transfer portal. You turn this team over to a really good sixth-man role player in Keegan Murray, right? Like a really good role player last year as a freshman, but not not an All-American. You turn the team over to him, and, and he does what you hoped he would do, and that's grow into this role. This team is playing its best basketball right now. It didn't play its best basketball tonight, but it didn't have to. But this team is playing really, really well. They've found their roles. They've found their stride. Uh, you know, we all kind of joke about Connor McCaffrey's threes, and rightfully so. I've been in Carver Hawkeye Arena this year yelling at him not to shoot. Uh, tonight he got kind of, not booed, but like, huh, when he didn't shoot. That's the change that's happened for Connor McCaffrey over the last couple of weeks. If he is hitting threes at this clip, this team becomes very, very dangerous. And they already are very dangerous with a player like Keegan Murray, with a shooter like Jordan Bohannon, and with role players like the guys they have around them. This team, if they get the right draw, can make a run. And if they play well in this next week and they play well in the Big Ten tournament and they can play themselves up to like a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament, they could go on a run. And I don't think this is a Final Four team but it could be a sweet 16 team and that's all we want, right? That's all we need. Get that monkey off your back. Get Jabo a sweet 16. Get Fran a sweet 16. Get that monkey off your back. Get that stat out of here. The however many years, the this century, the however many head coaches, right? Since I was last 20 or sweet 16. The Iowa State's been to this many, the you know what I mean? Wisconsin's been to this many Final Fours since the last time I was in a sweet... Get all that out of here. Flush it. Go win two games in the tournament and do it. I'm excited, man. I feel good about this team. I feel good about this season. I feel the exact opposite that I felt a couple of weeks ago after Michigan. We'll see how I feel Thursday night after the next Michigan game. I don't know that I'll be this happy, but I have a feeling I won't be that depressed as I was a couple of weeks ago. So what can you say about Jordan Bohannon that you know hasn't already or won't already be said? A polarizing dude, to be sure, um, although I've always felt like s- s- eh, most of that has been unfair. Now, he's, he, he's embraced it. He's brought a lot of it on himself, and good for him for doing that. Good for him for being himself. The things he has done, though, um, for this program, for his teammates... For us as fans, for the sport, and that's not an exaggeration, for the sport, for college athletics. He was instrumental in the name image likeness stuff. He was instrumental in voicing the inequities in college basketball. He has helped bring along the the or I guess amplify uh the complaints of the women. NCAA Tournament, the complaints of the the women at last year's NCAA Tournament, Um, he's been a vocal leader in a lot of ways, he's also been, I mean, the most clutch, ice cold shooter I've ever seen in a Hawkeye uniform, the game winning shots from his freshman year against Wisconsin in the Cole Center, a place that he's watched a lot of basketball games and just like I mean, it's it's that X factor—the fact that he doesn't go into a fetal position in those moments. It's the biggest shot of your life as a you know 18-year-old kid in a gym that you wished you could play in, and you hit it. When the pressure is on, he he makes the shots. Now he's had his bad games in big moments. He's had his bad shots in big moments. To be sure, it's going to happen. When you're a six-year starter in the Big Ten. But he's consistently been as clutch, as great as any Hawkeye I've ever seen. And to do it for as long as he has, as often as he has, with the swagger he has, it's just been so much fun. I fell in love with this dude when he was like a sophomore. Honestly, it was that it was that shot as his freshman year against Wisconsin was like the first like, oh wow, this is next level. I like I really really like this dude. The miss free throw, the miss free throw, to keep that Chris Street record intact, to share that record with Chris Street. Performative, whatever. You, you can say that all you want. Ask Chris Street's parents what they thought. He has meant so much to this program, to the teams he's been on. He's put himself through so much. Surgeries and injuries. I and mean, To come back this year after being recruited, after going through senior night last year, after hanging it up, and to be recruited to come back and help this team Reach its potential Exceed its potential Which is exactly What he has done And exactly what They have done He team isn't 21-8 and eight And 5th place In the Big Ten Without Jordan Bohannon They just aren't It's It's incredible And for him to have A night like he got tonight With A crowd In that arena With his parents And his siblings And his nephews Who he referenced In the post game uh, To be able to Celebrate with us With you guys With Hawkeye Nation It's what he deserved It's what he's earned um, He probably won't have his jersey lifted to the rafters The way Luca Garza did last Thursday But in my mind he should And it, it'll it'll be up there for me And when I tell my kids the story of Luka Garza Or I tell my grandkids the story of Luka Garza Because they see that number up in the rafters at Carver They'll hear the story of Jordan Bohannon also Shout out to Connor McCaffrey, who's gone through a lot of that same stuff, has essentially sacrificed a Major League Baseball career, or at least a professional baseball career, to play for the Hawkeyes, to play for his dad, to play with his brother. I don't know if you guys have siblings. I have three brothers. The The thought of being able to play a Division I sport on the same team as your brother. I mean, playing Little League games with my brother's would have been cool I got to play one year of high school football with my younger brother he was a sophomore and I was a senior so he didn't play much I didn't play much either but just to be on the same team was super cool these dudes are playing for their dad at the University of Iowa and paving the way for their younger brother I mean it's incredible what this family is it has has been able to do together as Hawkeyes. It's so cool and to see them in the post game to see the emotions and the reaction it's so cool. To see Jack Devlin hit that that half court shot. If you don't know that story check out Chad Lysico to, uh, texted it to the, the Hawk Central text group. Let me pull that up here real quick because it's a a, a, a Big 10 Network journey piece on Jack Devlin the uh the senior uh manager that hit that half court shot. If you haven't seen that video, please go find that. Uh the team just goes nuts. The biggest celebration tonight was when he hit that half court shot. There's a great picture on, on Twitter of Fran McCaffrey giving him a hug. Uh it's just such a cool story. Um the and then like the, the number of cool moments that have happened inside Carver Hawk Irene over the last week. I just you can't put it into words. It's to have Luca Garza come back, the greatest player of all time in Hawkeye in a Hawkeye uniform. To have him come back, and again he played his entire senior season without crowds, so he got to come back and be celebrated and hang his jersey, and do it with you know a group of guys and a coaching staff that he was here with uh, to kind of have to pass that torch to Keegan Murray as as the man. Um, to have the Marble family in the arena for that. To finally get Roy Marble's jersey up into the rafters. To heal that wound between Iowa basketball and the Marble family. To have Devin back and bring him back into the fold. Incredible. The the Chuck Darling and Murray Weir jerseys going up into the rafters. The Chris Street jersey being in the rafters. That was one night. Oh, and then you run Tom Mizzo and the Spartans out of town. Uh, as you chalk a huge win, a 26-point victory over the best program in the Big Ten. To do that inside Carver last Thursday night, have that followed up by the first sold-out women's basketball game at Carver-Hawkeye Arena since 1988, since before my wife was born, against a team that kind of kicked your ass a couple of weeks ago. With a Big Ten championship on the line. To be down big in the first quarter. And then to have Caitlin Clark's national coming out party extend even longer. I mean, it's like a year long now. But just another magical moment from Caitlin Clark. And for Lisa Bluder To cut down the nets at Carver Hawkeye Arena. And then come back the next night with the trophy in hand. And celebrate with the men. It's all of that and then you add on tonight and the moments and the Bohannon and McCaffrey the Austin Ash logo three the Jack Devlin half-court shot Connor McCaffrey hitting five threes Jordan Bohannon again this team to a win you can't put into words it's profound it's always a great time to be a Hawkeye it's I don't know that it's been greater than this very often. And now you got a chance to really do something here. You have a chance to really make some noise. Go beat Michigan. Go beat Illinois. Let's do it. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great night. And go Hawks!